Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Chesney Broussard with I Choose Me. Um, it has been a minute since I have spoken. It's been a minute since I've recorded. And basically, I just, I mean, as everyone knows, um, it's, it's crazy to even say it's almost been three months, but it's been almost three months since I had my heart completely shattered <laughs> and broken. And I have really been on this path of self-love and trying to figure out how to truly love myself, how to balance life. Um, You know, when you're in your 20s, there is a party scene, but then there's also, there's things that you need to heal from childhood trauma. There's, There's just so much in your 20s that it's all about growing and growth and learning. And I guess I just needed some more time to really accept that, that what happened three months ago is part of the past and it's part of the healing journey. And I needed to step back for a minute and really reevaluate my morals and my goals and my vision for my future because I was starting to feel so lost and it made me just almost feel like a fraud to try to give other people advice while I myself was so unsure with what I was doing. But also, I, I think that needs to be normalized. I it's okay to not know. It's okay to still be figuring it out. And I would rather just be real and authentic with you guys than pretend I have it all together. Pretend that I know what I'm doing all the time. Pretend that I don't still cry or get upset because that is not true. And that's not how healing works. It is a, it is a up and down journey. It is a roller coaster. You're just going to live and learn so, so much. And that's, that's where I've been. Um, I've just, I've been feeling a lot of pain lately. I, I struggle with mental health. Um, that is one thing that I will absolutely preach and, and speak out or speak up for is mental health is so important. And if you ever need time to just step back from a situation and regroup and to realign, there's nothing wrong with that. Your mental health is one of the most important things to take care of. And I think that if your mental health is in shambles, the rest of your life is in shambles. And so that's just kind of where I've been is I went through, um, fun fact, (laughs) I, I plan on making a whole podcast episode about this itself, but I am diagnosed with bipolar disorder type one and I have very, very lows. Um, I have my manic highs, but the lows lately have been a lot harder And that's something that, for whatever reason, for so long that I've I felt embarrassed about almost, um, or I get angry about. It's just if you have a mental disorder, or if you struggle with depression, or struggle with anxiety, or maybe you're bipolar or ADHD, um, it can make life really challenging, especially when you have all these goals and aspirations for yourself and you feel like you can't follow through with them. So that's just where I've been. Um, I've been struggling a little bit with mental health lately, and I feel like I finally just got out of this rut that I was in, and I'm starting to feel like myself again. I'm starting to figure out healthier ways to cope, and it just takes some time. So if, if that's you right now, don't beat yourself up over it. It's okay. Like I started this podcast. I was so excited. And then I realized that 
I was trying to live the most perfect, healthy life and I wasn't balancing things. And then eventually um, I started going out with friends and I didn't know how to balance. Um, I didn't know how to balance the healthy life from Monday through Friday and then going out on a Saturday. It was like I couldn't it was either all or nothing for me. And that's kind of how it is having bipolar disorder to begin with. Um, it's pretty much all or nothing. And so right now in my life, balance is so important. And that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole new discussion, but I'm learning and I'm, I'm navigating it. I'm not a perfect human, but here I am. Um, and here we are on this podcast and I'm just so happy you're here. But anyways, now that we're, now that we're done with the the um the most serious part of this conversation let's fucking spill the tea okay this shit is crazy first of all i would just like to say when you've had your heart broken i've even preached this i already preached this on the podcast before do not jump into anything else ever when you have had your heart broken do not get into another relationship okay that's that's not what's going on here we're not doing that. That's bad. Don't do that. But anyways, I need to be practicing what I preach. And um, right now I am 100% celibate. I'm 100% just not dating. I am focusing on myself, putting the energy into myself. But about a month or so, I would say after my breakup, I, you know how it goes. You get bored sometimes and you get on Tinder, you get on Hinge and you start messaging people and it's just kind of a waste of time to begin with unless you're actually ready to date. But for me, it was more of like I needed something to fill the time because I spent so much of my time texting him and letting him know what I was doing and sending him funny little TikToks and, you know, and sharing my day with someone. So when you stop sharing your day to day life with someone, you can you can really feel lost because. For me, I didn't really have any other like obviously i have some friends but he was my best friend and you know how that goes so you feel like you lost a best friend and a boyfriend so anyways that's pretty much the the scenario that i was in i just i was starting to feel lonely and i just wanted someone to laugh with i just wanted someone to talk to like someone to hang out with and really you know that should be me trying to make girlfriends but yeah, I slipped up a little bit. I got on a dating app or something. Actually, no, it wasn't a dating app. Um, it was through Instagram. So anyways, I'm on Instagram one day and I'm so set. Like I told you guys, I was like, I'm so set. Like I'm not dating anyone, blah, 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 blah. Like I don't want to date anybody. You know, it is what it is. Like I'm not going to. And just going through the breakup that I'd went through, I was already so set that the next person I'm with has has to meet every single standard that I set. This man has to be a gentleman. This man has to do way more than the bare minimum. This man has to be literally God sent because if he is not, he's got to go. One red flag, one ick, he's gone. That was my mindset. I'm so serious. But anyways, so I get on Instagram one day and um, I guess, I don't know if I posted something, someone reposted my podcast on their story. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but this man messages me on Instagram and, or actually he goes through and he starts liking all my picture. He, he, that That's actually kind of weird. Now that I say that out loud, I'm like, what is this? Like, what are we in the first grade? Like, 
why would you do that? But anyways, so this man, I think he likes a few of my recent photos on Instagram, like three or four of them. And I go look at his profile and I'm like, okay, like he's cute or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't think anything of it after that. Like I wasn't going to message him. Like I wasn't going to, whatever. I did follow him back on Instagram because like, you know, whatever. <laughs> so anyways, um, about, I think later that evening, I had a DM from him and it was like, you're so pretty. Like, let me cut to the chase, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, thank you. And that's all I said. Like, I was so dry. And then he sent another message and it took me like three days to open it. I didn't open it. <laughs> and then I finally did. And he was just like, well, if you ever want to like talk or like whatever, here's my number. And so in my head, I was like, oh, like he didn't ask for my Snapchat. That's how fucking low, like, that's how fucking low the bar is, first of all. Because I'm like, oh, that's such a green flag that he wants my number and not my Snapchat. Like, oh, like, oh my gosh, get a grip, chest. So anyways, I was like, okay. And um, I actually gave him my number or whatever. And so we started texting and stuff. And right off the bat, like, I don't know what it was, but it was so easy to talk to this man. And it almost felt like I knew him forever, which was very weird because when I was on Hinge and Tinder and all that, it felt so awkward to text these random people or these random people would be like, how's your day going? Like, what are you doing? And I would be like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. That's probably not weird for other people. But for me, I was just like, I don't know how to just talk to a random person and act like we're besties or something like act like like, no, I'm just online dating is not for me. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm laughing while I'm doing this. It's just when I say it out loud, I guess I don't realize how pathetic or like I don't realize what I'm what I've done or like blah, blah, blah. I can't even talk. But I'm just saying that when I say it out loud, it actually like I realize where I've fucked up or I realize, oh, <laughs> you're a dumb bitch. But anyway, so me and this man are texting or whatever for a few days. And he basically, he like asked me on a date and stuff. He like, he asked me to go out with him, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I say, no, I literally turned this man down like multiple times. I'm like, no, like, I'm not, I'm sorry. Like I shouldn't even give you my number. Cause I'm not really looking for anything right now. And he's very persistent. He's just like, okay, okay. And then eventually he's like, look, if you just give me one chance and if you absolutely just don't like me, don't want to hang out, blah, 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 blah. Like I'll leave you alone. Just give me one chance. And eventually I just gave in. I was like, okay, fine. Like, obviously this man wants my time so bad. Like maybe I'm supposed to meet him. I got to stop. Like <laughs> I have to stop taking things from the universe as a sign. Okay. Like not that that's that's literally not a sign from the universe but i'm saying like i in my head i'm like oh they're like so persistent like that maybe i'm supposed to meet them like no like i'm making up these signs myself like girl get a grip i don't even <laughs> like why would i even just think that because i was so set like i knew that my heart was still broken and i was not over my ex and i knew that i was not ready to be in anything because i'm nowhere near close to being healed so first of all that was that was so stupid to even, I should have never given in. It would have saved me this story, but this story is just, I'm sorry, just keep listening. So anyways, we go on a date or whatever and um, go hang out for like a weekend. And I'm telling you, 
this man is like picture perfect, perfect gentleman, like dresses nice, Southern charm, opens all the doors, um, plans the date, like does everything, just seems to be like the most perfect gentleman ever. And so I'm in my head, I just got out of something where I was started to have to beg for the bare minimum. I was in something where no one ever brought me like, you know, stop buying me flowers, stop taking me on dates and to go to something that this man is showing up with flowers and sending me gas money and, you know, and taking me different places and paying for everything and being so reassuring and just calling me beautiful. Just all the things that I was wanting my ex to do, this man was just doing after knowing me for a week or two. So I was just like, this is crazy. Like, why is this man like doing all these things? And my ex wouldn't. So that kind of hurt me in a sense even more because I was like, I was with this other guy for almost a year and I was begging for these things. And now this man that's barely known me is doing them. So in a way, I guess that made, instead of having the reaction of, oh, like I was so happy to have this, I was sad because I didn't want these things from this man. I was not over my ex. Like I wanted my ex to be doing these things. But anyways, um, we continue to, I guess, like go on some dates or whatever. I don't even know if you would call us like dating. I don't know if I actually dated this man, but um, a weekend or two later, oh, I forgot to insert this part. It's very important. He has two kids. So he's a little bit older. He has two kids. And Anyways, we had been together, I guess, seeing each other for like just a couple weeks. And in a couple weeks in, he is like introducing me to his children. And at first, I, I didn't really know how to process it. I had this gut feeling, even after the first week of meeting him, like almost like a, is this good, too good to be true? Like I was trying to really pay attention. Like, am I being love bomb? What's going on? Um, because is it too good to be true or is this man actually God sent? So. Anyways, a couple weeks goes by and he's already introduced me to his parents um, and now he's introducing me to his children. And in my head, I was just kind of like, is this weird? Because I don't have kids. Like, I'm only 20. I'm not ready to have kids. I'm nowhere near ready to have kids, you know? And so I wasn't really sure, but a part of me was like, if I had my own kids, I would want to make sure that the person I'm introducing them to was going to be around for a very long time. You know, I wouldn't just introduce them to the first guy I brought home or whatever. So in my head, it went two ways. I was like, is this weird? Or is he really just like, this girl is it? Like, and just keep in mind, this man was also already telling me, he was like, you are like my dream girl. Like you are everything. Like, just love bombing the fuck out of me. And I was just eating it up for a minute because I wanted my ex relationship to say these things and do these things so bad. But now that it's coming from this man that I really don't know that well, I didn't know how to perceive it. I didn't, it was just weird. So some time goes on and at this point, I'm like, okay, I do like him, but the things he are saying, he's making it sound like we've been together forever. Like, he seems super serious into this, and this is just kind of weird because I'm not there yet at all, and I don't think I will be there any, you know, like, anytime soon. I, and I also had this gut feeling like 
maybe you just need to break up with this man and cut off contact with him because clearly you're not over your ex. Like this is, this is just bad. But I didn't because I had to have something, I had to have a red flag standing right in front of me because this man wasn't really giving them, like he wasn't giving any red flags. Like he hadn't done anything to disrespect me. He wasn't rude to me. He wasn't ever late. Like he, he was just doing all the things that you would want a man to do. And so I was second guessing myself. Like, am I being stupid to walk away from someone that's trying to offer me the world? No, I was being love bombed, but it gets better. So anyways, I've met his kids at this point and most precious babies ever. Um, And then I start to get really overwhelmed because I'm like, if he's introducing me to his children, he's introduced me to his family. Is he expecting this to be like a really like true long-term thing? Like I was so fucking nervous at this point because I was not ready for that. I wasn't ready for that kind of commitment. And I just had constant anxiety after that. Like I just, I had this gut-wrenching feeling all the time. Like I felt sick, nauseous. Like I knew something was just not right. And um, I wasn't going to ignore the red flags, you know. But anyway, so the next weekend comes and we have tickets to this concert and everything. Um, We have the whole weekend, like crawfish. Like he has everything planned, everything that I enjoy to do. He pretty much has it planned. So I go, um, I go to his town. It's like an hour, two hours away. And I take off work that weekend because I'm like, whatever. And the day that I get there, um, when I drive down there, I get the most gut-wrenching feeling soon as I walk through the door. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm just going to throw up. I thought I was actually, like, I thought I was actually sick. Like, I thought, I don't know, but I can't describe this type of just feeling. But just know that women... Us ladies, our intuition is so spot on. You're not getting shit past us, okay? So I walk in and instantly my gut falls to the fucking floor and I'm like, something is so wrong. I don't know what it is yet, but something is so wrong and not good here. So we hang out that day. Um, He has to go to work. So he leaves for work and I'm there by myself for a little bit. And I'm still, I'm just feeling anxious. I'm feeling sick. Um... I literally had brought a bottle of champagne and I grabbed that bottle of champagne out of the fridge. I'm not even going to lie. I started just drinking it straight out of the bottle because I was like, why do I feel like this? And obviously that is not a good coping mechanism ever. Don't do that. But I was two hours away from home and I was sitting in this little, like his little cabin house by myself. And I just, I was shaking. I was just trying to do something to calm myself because I, I didn't know what was wrong. He comes back from work and we, Um, and that's when he gets home and I see him, I feel even sicker. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is, what is wrong? So when he gets off from work and everything, obviously like he's tired and stuff. And, um, he wanted me to get in bed with him. He wanted me to go to bed with him. And like, I wasn't even tired. Like I haven't done anything yet. And so I was just chilling on the couch. I was like, like, no, like, go ahead. Like, I know you're tired. Like shower, go to bed. He goes and gets in bed. First of all, the man doesn't even shower. That's disgusting because you just got home from work. And then he had this weird attitude at me for not going to get in bed with him. And it was just, that was weird. Because for me, love my love language is like quality time. And oh yeah, he also did this weird thing where like, if I wouldn't kiss him and stuff all the time, like 
he would be like, oh, so you don't actually like me? Like, he would say weird shit like that. And I, physical touch is a weird thing with me because I don't like it. With my ex, he was the first man that I was with that I actually enjoyed physical touch. I loved holding his hand. I loved kissing him. It was it was very different, but that's because I was so comfortable with him and felt like he was really my soulmate. But with this guy, you know, I wasn't comfortable enough with him. I wasn't vulnerable enough with him or anything. So I was just feeling so pressured into like being in love almost. So anyways, that was so weird. So he goes and gets in bed and I hear his phone going off multiple times and it's like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I keep hearing his phone go off. It's just weird. He's acting really weird towards me. He even, oh, before. Oh, this part's important. Before he went and got in bed, he was asking me if I was on dating apps and stuff. And I was like, well, I was. Like, I still have the accounts, but I don't get on them, you know. Um, But, like, they're still on my phone, but I truly have not gotten on them. I just, you know, haven't even thought about deleting them. It's not like a toxic thing, you know. But he was just really weirded out by, "Are are you seeing other people? Like, kind of accusing me of it. And I was just so confused because I was like, what have I done to make you think that? Anyways, he goes against the bed and his phone just keeps going off. And I'm like, this is so fucking weird. Like, why is your phone going off in the middle of the night? And he would just like, I I finally went in there to go to bed or whatever. And he would just clear the messages. Like I saw him, like he didn't even realize I walked in the room and he was like clearing shit off of his home screen. And I was like, that is so weird. And I literally tiptoe out of the fucking room and I go grab my, cause my phone was in the living room charging. I go in there and I grab my phone and I start texting my mom. And I have that gut wrenching feeling again. Like I feel so sick and I'm texting her and I'm like, this was a big mistake. Me coming here. Like there's something wrong. Like, I don't know what's wrong. I like, I shouldn't be here with him. Like, I don't feel this way about him. He feels this way about me. Like I have to cut things off. And I was thinking this whole time, the gut wrenching feeling was me feeling guilty for not being in love with this man the way he was acting towards me and i felt so guilty because i was feeling like i was a shitty person for not being over my ex and kind of seeing this man so anyways i was just texting my mom nonstop, and and as being someone that is bipolar i started to convince myself that i was crazy i was like oh my gosh like you're in some kind of episode like you need to stop i was just in full-blown panic mode okay it was horrible. I was sitting there shaking and I probably sent my mom, like if I wouldn't go to go look at it, I probably sent her a whole book. And basically she was just like, okay, you just need to go about your day. Cause I didn't want to do it right as he had, he had bought these concert tickets and stuff and made plans with his friends. Like I felt like a piece of shit to just, oh, sorry, my voice cut out. I felt like a piece of shit to just break up with him right before all that. And so anyways, I was like, okay, by Sunday, I will, you know, I'll just lay it all out, tell him, hey, I am not healed. I'm not over my last relationship. I didn't ever mean to jump into anything with you. It was just kind of casual for me. And now you seem more serious and I need to focus on me and you deserve to be happy. So that's what I was going to do. Like I had it all planned out. I was not going to lead someone on because obviously that's really shitty. Like you should never do that. And I was trying to be the bigger person and I just have guilt gut because if I do something 
or if I'm doing something that I know is not 100% in the right, I, I will feel guilty about it. I will, that's just how my brain works. So anyways, the next day comes, he has to leave for work. Like he's telling me, he's like, I'm going to leave for work at like 4 a.m. because if I leave really early, get an extra hours, I can be home sooner and we can go eat and stuff for the concert, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay. So then I feel even more guilty because this man's waking up at the ass crack at on to go to work to come back earlier. So he leaves and goes to work and it's about four or five in the morning and I finally am able to rest my mind and go to sleep. Um... <laughs> This is where it gets good. <laughs> About 7 a.m. rolls around and I hear the door open. I hear his bedroom door open and I'm like, I'm like halfway asleep, but I'm a light sleeper. So the door opens and the lights flick on and I'm like, you're already back. And the girl goes, hi, and says her name. I literally almost shit myself. I was like, what the, f like what? So he, had, and also I will say this, he had told me that his ex, which this is definitely a red flag now, but he had told me literally the first weekend I met him, he was like telling me his ex is crazy. Like she's a psychopath. Like she told people he hit her, like all kinds of stuff that he was lying about. But anyway, so she comes in and Instantly, that gut feeling I had, it goes away, and I just knew that I could trust her. My intuition is always spot on with people, and I instantly knew that she was there out of the kindness of her. Like, there, I knew that I could trust her. It was like instantly my soul connected with hers. So I literally scoot over in his bed, and I pat her over, and she comes and sits down with me. And she is like, I just slept with him at work in the parking lot and she was pretty much telling me that they were engaged all kinds of stuff how they were off and on his family doesn't like her so like she it was like a secretive thing just all kinds of stuff like she was telling me the rundown of everything she showed me the phone calls from his phone going off was from him texting her and her finally responding um all the messages like me and him had been talking or whatever at valentine's day and he literally had sent her a bouquet of flowers to her work and was like i love you so much and he was literally seeing her off and on like he would see her and then get with a new girl and block her and so i was the newest you know the newest person that he was doing that to her her too he would literally say he loved her this and that would be a shitty person like he was a fucking narcissist he was horrible would do all this shit to her and then block her and get with someone else. And then when the thing didn't work out with the other person, he would go back to her. So she was in this endless toxic loop. And she had literally told me, she was like, I had been just praying for a sign. Like I needed one last sign to know that he is never going to change and that he is a piece of shit. And you were that sign and you were, you're getting me out of this. So thank you. And me and her, we went to breakfast, you know, she showed me all the voice, the voicemails, the pictures, just I showed her everything too. And we just, we cried together. Like I wasn't even sad over him because I was going to break up with this man regardless, but my heart for her just, oh my gosh. And just everything that he had told me was a complete lie and there was proof of it. So anyways, while we're sitting there in bed, I'm like, 
why don't we at least get proof of this, that he just cheated on me with you and you just, you know, like we both just got cheated on or whatever. So why don't we get real proof of it? So she calls him at work. He doesn't know that she's there. And I get my phone out. I start recording. Um, We get him to admit to sleeping with her, like, you know, in a way that doesn't sound like he's being interrogated. Pretty much anything we need to get information-wise for him to confirm to have it on video, we do it because he doesn't know we're together and, like, on each other's side. It was the funniest shit. And we would, like, (laughs) she would put the phone on mute and she'd be like, okay, what do we say now? And, like, we would, we were just such, it was such a girl's girl moment. Like, obviously, the whole situation sucks. My heart hurts for her. Me and her are actually friends now. Um, I mean, we don't talk every day or anything, but if she ever needed a single thing, I would be there. Um, She has the most amazing heart in this just one of the most amazing people I've ever met and truly breaks my heart, all the things that he did to her. And soon as all of that happened, that gut-wrenching feeling I had went away because that's what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't even me supposed to feel guilty. It was him gaslighting me, him love bombing me, him lying about everything. And my gut knew it. So just always, for one, just always listen to your gut. And continuing, so after all this stuff happens, um, we finally, she finally says that she's, like, at his house, and he freaks the fuck out. He hangs up with her, and, like, he calls me at least 80 times. Like, I'm not even kidding. Just call after call. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off trying to get all my things out of this man's house because I was also informed that he has a domestic violence charge, and he also, he's literally beat the shit out of, like, two of his ex-girlfriends. So I was... I was so, so scared. Um, I was literally running around trying to get everything out. And finally I did. Me and my dog in the car headed out. (laughs) And so we get into town and that's when I go into the parking lot. Or I go to like Waffle House. Not Waffle House. IHOP. IHOP. Me and the girl, we go to IHOP. And we eat breakfast. Or we don't eat breakfast. We can't even eat. We're sitting in the parking lot. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. We're sitting in the car talking and, you know, she's just crying. She's letting it out. She's telling, just, you know, going over what's happened in the whole year. And I'm just, you know, trying to be there for her because if anything, I'm not really hurt that this man cheated on me because I wanted out, but I'm such an empathetic person that I could not stop crying for her. And I even told her, I was like, girl, we can pretend like I forgave him. Like I'll go back and like, I'll like, I'll fuck with them. Like I'll, you know, and like, that's obviously that's toxic as shit, but I was willing to be like play double agent and go back for her. But obviously we were both kind of like, I don't know, like what if he finds out and gets pissed and like hurts you or something. So didn't go along with that plan. But on my way home from all of this, like I had a two, two and a half hour drive home. This man is blowing up my phone. Like I literally blocked him. He's calling me from no caller ID. He is. And like, everything he said to me is a lie. Like I have proof of all of it. I even eventually like unblocked him and sent him like all the proof I had. I talked to him on the phone and I was like, I have proof of everything. And this man was still trying to be like, she's lying. She's lying. Like this, that didn't happen. And I was like, so this isn't you talking on the phone saying that you just did these things. (laughs) I cannot. So anyway, so I'm driving home and get a thousand calls from no caller ID. The next thing I get is him trying to call and text my mom's. And my moms already know the whole situation and stuff, but I'm just baffled by this because we have literally been 
talking, dating, whatever you want to call it, for like three weeks. Three weeks and you want to act like we've been together for years. Insane. Because for me, like he introduced me to his children that fast, but there was no way he was going to meet any of my family for at least two or three months. Like, no. So, yeah, so that all happened. He is blocked from everything. Um, I made a story time about it on my TikTok. I didn't share everything, like all the little details, but that was kind of a traumatic experience. But it also taught me that was such a good learning experience because, for one, I was able to witness love bombing firsthand instead of just reading about it or hearing about it. I was able to actually live it and look for that in other people. Um, and then again, also, even if it wasn't love bombing, say it was real, the the actions he were showing that were such, you know, gentlemanlike and everything, I realized that those things will happen for me when they're supposed to and someone will give me that kind of love. Obviously, his wasn't real love. It was kind of to have a chokehold over me or, you know, that was love bombing has to do with control and and that's what that was. But it was a really good learning opportunity. And I learned a lot just from that little situation. And I also learned that I'm still healing and and that is okay. When I am at the point where I truly a thousand and just, you know, a thousand percent love me, the right person will walk into my life without me having to try. So, you know, the dating apps and everything, they're off my phone. I'm not doing dating apps anymore. I'm not searching for someone i'm not looking for anything right now because i truly believe that the right person will walk in at the right time and you just have to be patient with that and be patient with yourself but yes that was just the most i don't know i just i didn't ever think something like that would happen to me and i guess that's how everyone thinks until it does but it was it was just a crazy experience and I hope that if this is you or like if you've experienced something like that, for one, I'm so sorry because I I can't even imagine being with someone like that for like years, you know, because thank God that I had the intuition, you know, for one, but also thank God that I wasn't over my ex because imagine that I actually fell for this man and imagine that I was in an abusive relationship and imagine all these things you know, basically what happened to her, that could have all happened to me. So she was like a saving grace. I was a saving grace for her. That's just a wrap of that story. But (laughs) the whole point of it is, for one, trust your intuition, trust your gut, because your gut does not lie to you. And second of all, don't ever even, you know, when I first said no to him, I said no to him a few times, but then when he kept asking, I was like, well, maybe I should give him a chance. If you're already thinking that at the at the beginning, just say no. Just say no. If you're not ready to date, that is okay. That is perfectly fine. It's honestly, it is way better to instead of serial date, like jumping from person to person after you've been hurt, date yourself. Okay? Take yourself out to the movies. Take yourself out to dinner. Hang out with friends. Try to start figuring out balance between your work life and your family life. And your put all that energy into instead of getting validation from someone else, start giving it to yourself. Like those things that 
the guy, the, the, the narcissist man, all the things he was saying to me, I was, I was sad because I wanted my ex to say them. Well, I don't need another man to tell me these things. I don't need another man to tell me I'm beautiful. I don't need another man to hold the door open. I don't need another man to validate me because I can validate myself. And that is what I learned from that is you truly do not need anyone else on this entire earth but yourself. And when you start to really prioritize your well-being and your mental health and your love language and giving it to yourself, there's going to be exponential growth in your life. And you are just going to evolve and you are going to grow and you are going to flourish. And it's going to take time. Healing is not linear. You're going to cry some days. You're going to laugh some days. But just know that when the time is right, you're going to meet the person that is right for you. But you're not going to meet that person while you are still healing. Maybe you do meet them while you're still healing. But it's going to be a lot harder to be in a healthy, good, loving relationship when you don't love yourself. So that's pretty much all for today. I hope you enjoyed the tea. I know I rambled a little bit. That story probably had a bunch of ups and downs, ups and downs, but it was just too good not to share. And I learned a lot from that. So um, I figured you guys too, you could learn something from it. Anyways, I got new podcast equipment as well. And I'm so excited to, to really, really focus on this podcast. And that is my new goal right now. It's one of my my priorities right now is to grow this platform and to be someone that other people can look to for authenticity and can look for advice in. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I will see you or see you. I'll talk to you next week. Love you.